man, he got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, in our sixth year with 466 podcasts. Welcome, everybody, uh, with an attitude of gratitude. And we want to try and keep this attitude of gratitude for this coming year. Today, if everything goes well, uh, we will have uh, Mr. Phil Safer, who's been a guest on, on my program other times. And uh, we will uh, see if we can get him hooked up so that he can give us uh, uh, his ideas on, on alternative healing, natural healing, and today especially discussing breath. So um, we'll uh, we'll get to him in one second. Uh, Phil Safer. I just want you to know that res- resolutions that we make at New Year's they don't really work, and that we really want to have habits. We want to change our habits, and so and also we want to reflect uh, on being healthier and feeling more fulfilled this year. We want to find out what really matters to us and why is your health important. Because uh, health is like money, you know, don't really miss it until you start losing it. So we want to do that. And I want to keep reminding you that, you know, our diet, it's not only what we eat, it's what we watch, it's what we listen to, what we read, the people we hang around. So uh, we have to be, I'm advising, let's be mindful of what we put into our body emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So today I was going to uh, talk about the lymphatic uh, system, which is the lymph system that drains the brain and why it's important for us to drink a uh, nice glass of water when we wake up in the morning because because our brain does shrink at night. But we'll say these remarks from from next week since we have uh, uh, Phil Safer here. And let's see if we can... Can hook up with him and uh, Phil. Can you hear me? Okay, but I can't hear him for a reason. Let's see what we can do here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's. Let's see if this can work again. So uh, we're going to talk uh, with Mister Safer as soon as we get him hooked up here as a 
as a speaker, and I can't invite him any other way that I know of right now. Uh, so as soon as we get him hooked up, we'll, he'll, he'll be talking about breath and, you know, breath is something we, we really take for granted, isn't it? I mean, uh, why the heck do we have to learn a technique for breathing? It happens automatically, doesn't it? We don't think about breathing. What's so complicated about breathing? So there, there is definitely a lot to learn about breathing, ladies and gentlemen, from different people that I have learned, read about. And uh, Mr. Safer is, is an expert. He practices this. Uh, he practices the breath. Because, you know, as as seems like most of us breathe too much, we don't breathe properly. Uh, we've never learned the techniques to uh, get ourselves into a meditative state. You know, some, a state that is uh, uh, anti-inflammatory. So I'm just going to try and figure out how to get Phil safer on this, on this uh, line here. And uh, we'll share this here. Um, I guess you're out there, Phil. I think I see you, but I don't know. I don't see you coming up on the, uh, the speaker board. Maybe if you could just uh, click on that link I sent you, we'll try that again and see what happens. Let's see here. No, can't do that. I guess I'll just, uh, until we find a way to get him on the program, let me just talk a little bit about, you know, about breath. And the last time uh, Mr. Safer was on, he talked about, I think it was called box breathing. Uh, and, and, and it triggers our parasympathetic nervous system. He told us this. He told us, you know, we're always in a state of fight or flight. I mean, gosh, we, there's no more saber-toothed tigers chasing us around, and yet our, our, we're always nervous, anxious, in a state of uh, alert. But that's not good for us because it's inflammatory and it has to do with the vagus nerve. And we have had a couple of podcasts on that. And thank you for receiving them, receiving them in the past. So we want to try and get into this parasympathetic nervous system to help us manage stress and help us to relax and so we can get, take control of our health. And I found out after he was on our program that this technique uh, of breathing or you know, four seconds in, holding it for four, four seconds out, holding it for four, is used by the Navy SEALs to reduce stress in high-pressure situations. And it is nose breathing, okay, because we want, don't want to over-breathe. We do want a little bit of extra CO2 to balance out the oxygen. And, and, you know, CO2, uh, nose breathing, what it does also that really impressed me, it raises the production of nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is antiviral. Okay, and they have ways of, you can, you can supplement with nitric oxide. It increases blood flow. And some people even think it helps with, with their sex life. Nitric oxide. So I think I see Phil, but I don't see him. In the phone section, I'll try it again, inviting him as a speaker, see what happens. So uh, once he gets on, and he will get on, we'll, we'll be talking about breathing. And because, you know, it's something we do automatically. 
And when you get stressed, you know, your breathing, our breathing patterns change, don't it? We breathe faster. We breathe more with our chest. We don't use our diaphragm. And who is not a stranger to stress these days? I see it more and more, especially since the Chinese virus invaded our country. But fortunately, the breath is not completely automatic. And we can have, there are techniques for controlled breathing. If you can control breathing, that means we can take charge of it to help manage our stress, improve our relaxation, and I think get healthier. Let's see where we are here. So, Mr. Phil, there is no phone on, on Podbean. It's just a purely internet uh, po podcast and platform. Uh, and if you uh, click on that link I sent you and you have the Podbean app, you should come up under co-hosts and speakers and we should be talking. Uh, so maybe you can give that a try and I'll continue to... Uh, just talk about breath till I see your, your, you pop up here. Because I, the last show you did was really popular. I mean, we had lots of hits on that show after it was published and put out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's on TuneIn Radio. It's on iHeartRadio. And we had lots of uh, hits on that show, Phil. So how does our body react to stress? Well, it's, it's a survival mechanism. But, you know, after the, after the stress is gone, you know, we should, things should turn off. We don't want to have chronic activation of this system because you will, we will be consistently releasing hormones that produce harmful effects on our body. You know, once that tiger is not chasing us, yeah, we have to uh, learn how to relax and get rid of all those signals. We got to get our heart rate down, our blood pressure down, our breathing down. But there's another part to this system that one raising the alarm, the other calming you down. So one's the sympathetic and one's the parasympathetic. So this parasympathetic nervous system of ours should be able to kick in once the danger is passed. Put the brakes on, all those hormones. Happens quickly. We don't have to have any input for all this to happen, except the breath. Right? We don't want to, we only want to that sympathetic nervous system to kick in when we're faced with a danger, like a snake trying to bite us. We want to be able to jump out of the way. And we want that parasympathetic system to come back into play. So controlled breathing can be a way to calm yourself. And they have measured changes like lowering your heart rate and blood pressure, lowering levels of stress hormones, balancing carbon dioxide, improving immune function. How about that? Improving immune function. And I've told you for three years now, if you have a good immune system, if you have a superior 
interior, in other words, if your gut microbiome is healthy, well, you will your your immune system will be uh, keep you from getting sick, or if you do get sick, not as sick. Eighty percent of our immune system is in our gut. I'm just looking here for our co our speaker today, and I just uh, don't know how to get him on. No matter what I try. I see him here, Mega Phil, but nothing. Anyway, he'll, he'll he'll get on. He he is, he's a, he's been the CEO of a great company that we we always recommend it, Alexa, E L I X A, and uh, he and his wife have decided to, to retire now, which I congratulate him. But he's still keeping his website active, and it's going to support all of us that have bought products from him. Although I think uh, he's not going to, going to be selling any new products. Uh, but you, you could go visit his site. There's a lot of good information on there. E-L-I-X-A.com. So the breath. He, he's the one that got me interested in, in even speaking about it on a podcast. Uh, I haven't done many podcasts on, on the breath till, till he... Uh, brought this subject up a couple months ago. I can tell you my interpretation of what he told us last time. So ex inhaling and exhaling to a count of four or five. Okay, you begin by exhaling the air out of your lungs to a slow count. Let's, let's pick four of four. I don't recommend, no, don't remember whether Mr. Safer had said nose or mouth, but I, after I did some research, I, I see that some people that are really studying this recommend exhaling through your nose. So you want to be, begin by exhaling the air out of your lungs to a slow count of four through your nose. Hold your breath for a slow count of four. Then inhale slowly to a count of four through your nose. You want to keep your back straight. That'll help breathing through your abdomen. You don't want your shoulders to rise. Then the last step, hold your breath for a slow count of four and then repeat all over again. And there are health benefits from this technique. If you breathe through your mouth, you find you're a mouth breather. You have a higher risk of sleep problems. And the theory is that there is a change in the oxygenation of your brain. Seems like if you're a mouth breather, you tend to hyperventilate. You get more oxygen than you need, if you could believe that. But you need a balance, right? You need homeostasis. So no Nose breathing helps to balance out the oxygen and the CO2. Now, breathing with your diaphragm rather than your chest stimulates that parasympathetic nervous system that's good for your body, good for your immune system. 
abdominal breathe, it triggers that vagus nerve, stimulates that parasympathetic nervous system. So we can get reduce some of the stress we're exposed to every day. Doesn't sound like a bad, that's pretty cheap, isn't it? You don't have to go to the pharmacy. You don't have to go to an emergency room. You can just do it. But uh, it was brought to my attention that most people really chronically overbreathe. And what does that do? That depletes their carbon dioxide reserves. And there's a list of conditions that people who breathe through their mouth are associated with, like sleep apnea, exercise-induced exercise-induced asthma, abnormal facial development, poor dental health, hyperventilation. I remember hearing a um, talk by uh, a uh, physician from, I think it was from Scotland, talking about a buteco type type of breathing. He said, that's why... Kids have so much, uh, they, their, their jaws are, are, are receding. They have asthma. You know, they don't chew their, their food really well on their mouth breathers. It seems like our ancestors really chewed their food well. They didn't swallow it whole like uh, Americans tend to do. Buteyko, B-U-T-E-Y-K-O. Haven't read him for a while, but... Uh, that's, he has a whole technique of how to breathe. He's from Russia. And he has all kinds of techniques for you to learn how to hold your breath after you exhale. Okay. So not, this is not my area of expertise, but, uh, we, we can get into it with Mr. Safer when we finally get him on the air. And remember what I said earlier on this nitric oxide, it may have any antiviral properties. So if you, if no other reason, you know, uh, it might be worth this nose breathing just to get your nitrous oxide levels up. It's a soluble gas and it has, uh, some people say have exceptional health benefits. So, um, Nitrous oxide even is produced in the lining of your arteries and helps them relax. So it's got to be pretty good for you. Another benefit that I noted here is, is treatment of viral infection because it keeps the pulmonary arteries open. It opens the bronchial airways. That's, uh, you know, for people that have, that had the uh, uh, Chinese virus, you know, they had all these lung trouble, lung problems. This, this may have been something... They, they should have been doing. And it reminds me that I've read that, you know, people that lay on their backs, uh, a lot of weight on their lungs. And maybe our physicians learned something because they started turning uh, people on their abdomens. Turning people on their abdomens when they were in the, in the hospital with, with the Chinese virus. So if you breathe through your mouth, you don't make a nitric oxide, okay? And that's, that's, in my opinion, not a good thing. And so anything you can do to increase nitric oxide, it may even uh, increase your sex life. And guess what? You don't need a prescription. You can do it at home. 
box breathing. Okay, and you can look look that up too. And you can just imagine what uh, mask mouth breathing did to us during the uh, lockdowns and, and the wearing of the face diapers, as I call them. How bad were they for our health? How much did it really restrict the breathing of people that wore those masks? Not going to get into it, but there's over 140 studies showing that masks do not work, even the N95, okay? And all the other problems caused by the mask. But how about our health? How about our immunity? So the way we breathe, whether we breathe fast, we breathe slow, we, we breathe shallow, we breathe deep, it'll send messages to our body that affect our mood, our stress, our blood pressure, our immune function. So let's try and make it a point to always breathe through our nose. We'll get more oxygen and we'll get that nitric oxide. You know, they say breathing less is a sign of better health. Did you ever hear that saying, less is more? And it looks like it, it applies to breathing also. And it seems the more you breathe, the more likely you are to experience, experience significant health problems. So the way we breathe may stimulate that uh, sympathetic nervous system. We don't want that. So it looks like breathing, and I wouldn't have really gotten into all this uh, without Mr. Safer. Uh, it's really important to our health. All right, let's see if I got if I can do anything with this. Sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen, but it, it uh, Podbean is not. Hello, hello. Oh, Phil, hi. You're on somehow. We got you. <laughs> well, I've been rambling on without you. I'm not the expert. You are. Well, uh, you were doing a very good job. <laughs> well, uh, you you stimulated me to read this after your last podcast with me. I mean, I mean, it's free. Yeah. Well, um, um, I realize we kind of cut short here a bit, but um, I wanted to uh, give people some pointers here about this and um, mention that um, at my website, elixir.com slash breath, uh, you can see kind of the notes for what I'm talking about here. And um, there's a link to uh, James Nestor's book, uh, which is really the Bible of this called Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art. So I really recommend that people uh, look at that book. There's a great audio version of it also. But he goes into a lot of this in depth. Um, I have been working with his techniques and more uh, for several years. Uh, in fact, I found that I, I believe strongly that during COVID, uh, one of the reasons that uh, I really didn't have a problem while others around me did was that uh, I was using my breath properly. I was breathing in and out through my nose. And in addition, on the exhale, humming. Just, mm, 
and uh, I've got a link to a, a YouTube video uh, about the effect of humming, that it increases the nitric oxide production by 15 times. And this is uh, a way to purify the incoming breath, to get uh, more oxygen into your cells. Uh, the physiological benefits alone of nasal breathing are just incredible. Uh, you're increasing the airflow to your arteries, your veins, your nerves. Uh, you improve the, uh, your lung volume, uh, the amount of air that you can actually process. Even though uh, when you breathe slowly in and out through your nose, in, uh, you're actually getting less air, but you're using the oxygen more efficiently. So it's actually, you're actually getting more benefit from it. And the, the slow breath also affects your emotions and your thinking by putting you into the parasympathetic part of the nervous system. And the parasympathetic part is our relaxation response. So instead of the fight or flight that we ordinarily experience, now we're uh, we're calm. We're in a greater state of flow. Uh, we're less reactive, um, and I find this very helpful, not only in exercising, but in the day-to-day -day activities. We all have periods where we feel somewhat negative, we feel upset, we feel angry, we feel anxious. There's a number of things that we feel that we would rather not feel, and we'd like to get out of that. Uh, and the easiest way is to pay attention to our breath. Uh, you were talking about the box technique, where you inhale through the nose for four seconds, you hold the breath for four seconds, you exhale for four seconds, and again, if you hum when you're doing this, you're turbocharging it, and you hold the exhale for four seconds. So doing this will very, very quickly shift out of that fight or flight into this state of serenity. It's more serenity. And, and in this state, uh, we no longer uh, feel the upset because we're, in a way, we're detaching and we're less uh, involved, less identified with these feelings, and we realize that we actually have control. So it improves our sense of self-reliance and our, our ability to be more objective about the world and, and less like a little child. And we all have a little child in us that pops up its head when it doesn't get its way, encounters some resistance, and it gets its feelings hurt. So it's very natural to feel these things. But if we want to get some measure of control and freedom from these things, the best way to do it, the way that it's always there wherever you are, is to pay attention to the breath. So, um, uh, again, we've talked about the nasal breathing. Um, I'd like to actually talk a little bit about exercising and how how nasal breathing can help you uh, with exercise. So uh, we all need to exercise. Exercise is probably the most important thing uh, that we can do. Uh, breathing deeply and um, uh, getting our heart pumping is one of the most important things you do. 
Uh, no matter what you eat, how much you exercise, uh, none of it matters if you're not breathing properly. So when you're exercising, when you're walking, hiking, running, uh, whatever it is you, you do, if you can remember to pay attention to your breath, and again, inhale through the nose, it also helps if you actually put your tongue on the roof of your mouth and improves the flow. And you inhale like that and exhale also through your nose and adjust the pace of your walking or your hiking, whatever you're doing. Adjust the pace so that you can do that. You might have to slow down some at the beginning, uh, but if you can keep your breath slow and calm like that, you'll actually do a lot better. And there's a, uh, I found a, a trick to do this. And that is, uh, hopefully you have some water with you when you're out walking. Um, if you take a mouthful of water and you hold that mouthful of water, you will have to breathe through your nose. So there's a way to actually force yourself to breathe through your nose without taping your mouth shut, which you can do also. But I find that having a mouthful of water does a couple of things. Number one, it makes me breathe through my nose. And the other thing is that I'm actually hydrating while I'm doing that because I'm absorbing the water through the tissues in my mouth. So uh, I highly recommend that technique. It makes it very easy to breathe through your nose. And sometimes it's a bit of a struggle. It's a challenge. But these challenges are what makes us stronger and more resilient. So you start wherever you can start. At the beginning, you do whatever you can do. There's, it's, it's not a contest. You're not competing with anyone but yourself. And the idea is to gradually get more capacity, more lung capacity. Another thing that I'd like to recommend, another tip, is that as you breathe, you Think about your rib cage. Think about expanding your rib cage, breathing into your ribs. Uh, everybody knows that you shouldn't breathe into the top of your lungs, uh, but a lot of people will advise that you do belly breathing. And I found that it's actually a lot more beneficial if you think about expanding the rib cage. You're actually getting more air in than if you expand your stomach. It's not the stomach that needs to be expanded. It's the rib cage because that actually gets the diaphragm moving in a, a, a different plane so that you can actually take in more air. It's very, very helpful. And then another trick that I've found, uh, I'm a, an avid hiker and I, I do this three times a week. I I'm up here in Albuquerque, and we're at 6,000 feet, and um, you get going up these hills. I find that one of the things that I can do that really makes a difference is to visualize the flow of the breath, and that if I can think about, visualize that breath going into my legs, I'm actually bringing more blood flow and oxygen into my legs, and I can feel the difference. And the, the trick here is simply uh, paying attention, being present, and not thinking about other things, but only thinking about the breath and where it's going. And it makes a tremendous difference.
So, Phil, you mentioned an interesting point, um, stress in your body. And that I, they, they have a fancy name for that called hormesis. Yeah. And, and it is good, you know. Uh, and, and when we talked about the vagus nerve, we talked about even you know, at the end of the shower, put that cold water on. Right. You know, challenge your body and you'll, you'll make your vagus nerve more pliable so that you can get into that parasympathetic nerve, uh, parasympathetic mode. And even like uh, Mr. Safer was saying, you know, a little high intensity of anything, stress yourself a little bit and you'll be healthier for it. Yes, it makes a huge difference. And uh, again, we kind of come back to this idea of our, this little child in, in us that doesn't want to do this. And when you wake up in the morning and it's it's your day to, to get out and exercise, the natural instinct is to, no, I'm going to sleep in today. Well, you just have to sort of put on your big boy pants, as we say, <laughs> and, and, and do it. And what I've found is that even though that voice that says, no, I'm not going to do this today, you can't make me, et cetera, et cetera, it becomes easier and easier to get past that because you know, after a certain amount of, of doing this, and it doesn't take all that long, you begin to experience the rewards that these um, activities, exercise and breath, you, you begin to see, you begin to feel the benefit, you begin to feel more energy, you begin to feel more awake and alive. Uh, your your thinking is better. Your focus is better. Uh, you feel more self confidence. You feel pride in the fact that you've gone beyond your limits. That you've pushed yourself, um, and it then it becomes easier and easier because then you you begin to feel like the, these routines, this exercise, uh, is is like you're going to the the ice cream parlor. Uh, There's a reward there. And it's not, you're not getting it from sugar, you're getting it from this sort of natural high that you get when you do these kinds of techniques. So uh, my my advice uh, to everybody is start out slow wherever you can start doesn't matter where you are, you can do a little bit of walking and increase it and get put some hills in there and and just stay with it. It really pays off. Uh, don't be too hard on yourself, but be hard. Uh, you need to be your own drill instructor here. <laughs> and, and realize, But realize that you're not doing this to please anybody. This is not about, again, not a competition. But when you do this, and if you continue with this, and again, it doesn't take long, you'll begin to realize that this is something that you not only need, but that you enjoy, that there's a tremendous amount of reward there. It affects your entire life, your health, your psychology. Everything works better when your body is really fit and in shape. So that's that's what I want to encourage everybody. And it's free. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> yeah, no shipping and handling. That's right. So I wanted to ask you a, a couple of questions. And uh, one is, is um, about breath holding mm-hmm. while you're exercising. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just came across it. I was not aware of it, but uh, are you familiar with that? 
Actually, I don't really do that. I know that there are a number of techniques, um, and Nestor goes into a number of these things. Um, I, I don't really do the breath holding other than um, the box breath. When I do the box breathing, I certainly I do the breath holds. Um, but I know that there are techniques where you do that. Um, and there, one of the things I, I, I wanted to say that's sort of a, a general point about all this is that while there are many techniques, um, not every one is, is applicable. But if you understand the importance of paying attention to the breath, if you just pay attention to the breath, you will begin to develop your own techniques. You will figure out what works. Uh, when you're doing these things and you're, you're uh, exerting effort, you'll begin to realize what kind of breathing actually makes more sense. And you'll realize that panting, breathing through your mouth and, and, and gasping for air really doesn't work as well as these techniques of nasal breathing. And you'll just work this out for yourself. So there's no one... Uh, formula. There's no uh, particular discipline about this that works. But the nice thing is, again, it's your breath. And if you pay attention to it, you'll begin to realize how you can work with your own breath and what works for you. And, and it's excellent advice. And as I said, you, you were, were a stimulus for me to start looking and practicing the breath. And 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 what I have been talking about, Phil, for the last six months now is that we really, as a nation, have to take control of our own health. Uh, latest statistics show that eighty percent of adults have at least one chronic condition: like hypertension, diabetes, arthritis, anxiety, and depression, loneliness, high cholesterol, coronary artery disease, etc. The list goes on and on and on. Is that? we really are not healthy and and we take drug upon drug we take a, one drug and then we get side effects from that another one gets added our care is fractionated we have a pathologist a dermatologist a pneumonologist a, a renologist a, i mean it just goes on and on so i want to keep bringing information like this to the to our audience that you know uh, the I call it the Rockefeller uh, medicine a pill for an ill. That that paradigm has really not gotten us to a healthier nation. We're obese and we have lots of lots of diseases that we didn't exist before. I mean, I'm not not going to get into even the asthma and all the shots and everything, but there's there's things that we can do, uh, like the breath, pay attention do it and what's you know and, and maybe one of the the and, and phil can correct me or not i think one of the big takeaways is you know you'll get a better night's sleep if you do it at night absolutely. and how important is sleep for our detoxification of our brain would you agree absolutely and and that brings up another point about the nasal breathing that uh, if you wake up with a dry mouth it means that you've been breathing through your mouth and uh, you want to be, again, you want to be breathing through your nose while you're sleeping. So uh, you can, usually you can 
just remember that and you will breathe through your nose. But if you have trouble doing that and you find that you're waking up with a dry mouth, you can uh, tape your mouth shut. A lot of people are doing this. There's You can buy special tape that, that is kind of designed for this, but you don't really need that. Any kind of tape will work, and it's just sort of a gentle reminder. Uh, and it's kind of interesting. I think Nestor, uh, James Nestor, talked about how the American Indians, uh, would there were tribes that... Um, would watch their infants. And if the infant was uh, sleeping and breathing through its mouth, they would gently close the, the child's mouth uh, so that it would breathe through its nose when it was sleeping. And then uh, they would tell their children that they needed to keep their mouths closed during the day when they were out playing or doing anything. And that uh, if they breathe through their mouth, they would uh, inhale bad spirits. So this was the, the way that they got their kids to breathe nasally because they understood the importance of this. And then uh, the third thing about uh, the American Indians, and I'm sure this is true of other people, is that when they would uh, walk long distances, remember, they didn't have horses for a very, very long time. Uh, when they would travel long distances, they didn't carry water. What they would do is they would put a pebble, take a little stone, put it in their mouth, and that would generate saliva. And there's actually almost a recirculation that takes place where they would stay hydrated for long periods without drinking water. It's very interesting what happens when you, again, play with uh, these uh, techniques of keeping your mouth closed. And in, in general, keeping your mouth closed is a, is a good technique. Uh, there's that old saying of um, uh, keep your mouth shut because it's better uh, that people uh, don't think of you as an idiot. You know, it's better to yeah, say nothing a lot of times. Don't open your mouth and prove it, right? That's exactly <laughs> right. So, yeah, so there's a lot to be said for these techniques. Uh, uh, again, um, there, there's sort of a pause. There's a way that you you kind of detach uh, in a way, become uh, more, again, calmer because you're in this parasympathetic part of the nervous system, then you're not reacting. And when when you come across something that's irritating or annoying or upsetting, you, you can take a breath. Uh, one of the best techniques for stopping smoking, for instance, is when you uh, feel that urge that you, you would like to get a, have a cigarette or whatever it is you're doing, if you take two or three good deep breaths, that urge will pass. So there's, there's the, again, we are the breath. And in, in, in many ways, Obviously, if you stop breathing, you you no longer exist. <laughs> so we are the breath, and the breath affects every part of us. It affects our feelings, how we think, how we perform. It affects our immune system. It's the key. It's primal. The breath is everything. And, and once you begin to really pay attention to your breath, you'll see how powerful this is. And what and that it's it's in in some respects it's the only thing you actually have control over, and and once you learn to get some control, a handle on your breath, 
you'll be amazed at how different you can feel. And like, and like Phil said, ladies and gentlemen, it's free, but you do have to commit to it uh, because it, you know, it, our, our we, we're, we're like electricity. We follow the path of least resistance. So commit to it. Uh, and Phil may tell you when and what, but I think it, it, at least start out with it at night. Okay. We already told you about the blue light and turn off your electronic equipment uh, an hour or so before you go to bed. But how about a, a breathing session, the box breathing, the four second out the four you know, with your tongue up against uh, the roof of your mouth and a little humming. Why not try that technique yeah, uh, yeah. before, right? Before you go to bed. Is that, would you agree or oh, not? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and anytime you can remember it again and, and the more you, you remember to do this, the more it becomes habitual and, and automatic so that, uh, again, when you encounter those situations that are, uh, would upset you in some way or another, you'll, you'll find yourself just inhaling through your nose and exhaling, and you'll realize within a, a couple of breaths that you're back to square one. You've, you've reset your system. It's, it's kind of like the uh, tilting on, on a pinball machine. You, you can hit that button and go back to playing the game because you're no longer stressed. So uh, like you say, it's a matter of paying attention and remembering your breath. And when these thoughts come up, the thoughts that um, are, are annoying or worrisome, or uh, it's a great idea to ask yourself, is that thought really useful? Do I really need to follow that thought? Do I need to go down that, that road there? Or can I just come back to my breath and just chill out? Because most of the things that we think are useless. <laughs> Our right. mind is, is just a, a chatterbox of, like I say, a thousand chattering monkeys that are just babbling away constantly with stuff <laughs> that is, is, is not important. And we, we spend a, a tremendous amount of time dwelling on things that are just imaginary. And the breath is real. The breath is something that you can actually hang your hat on. It's real. It's happening every moment. And if it doesn't happen, you got a problem. So it's a real thing. It's not a, it's not imaginary. It's not neurotic. The the breath is real and it's it's something that once you again, once you start to get a handle on it, you've got the keys to the kingdom. So, like in golf, which I golf more than I hike, it takes 21 days to establish a new habit. Right. And let's let let let's let, let uh, our audience practice this for 21 days. Yeah. And then uh, drop me an email at docronradio at gmail.com. It's on the, it's on the show notes, docronradio at gmail.com. Tell us about your experience and, and let us get you on the podcast. Okay. And so we, we can talk more about this. Yeah. Uh, this is, 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 could be life-changing. It affects physiology it affects circulation. It affects your mood. It affects, uh, you know, your coronary arteries. And if we don't sleep good at night, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to be healthy. We have to give our brain a chance to detoxify. 
And we probably can improve our chances of not getting dementia or Alzheimer's if we have a good uh, detoxification of our brain every night. And we'll talk a little bit about this next week. But, you know, the, the breath and calming yourself down is, is almost, it's better than taking any drug. I can tell you that. Yep. So let's, let's, let's start a program, 21 days. Every time you think about it, or you're in a stressful situation or you find that you're breathing more than you think you should, or you feel your chest, or you feel pressure, uh, do, the, do the breathing and do it at night before you go to bed. And uh, 21 days. And, uh, and jot, jot me an email. Uh, let me know uh, how it's working out for you. Because, uh, you know, I get excited when I hear uh, Mr. Safer talk on this program. It really charges me up because it's something we can do. I mean, it's in our grasp. We are the CEO of our own bodies. We right. can take over and take charge. And here we go. Here's something, you know, and our body knows what to do with breath. It can only live four minutes without oxygen. Our body knows to, what to do when we treat people with frequencies, you know, whether it be light frequencies, sound frequencies, homeopathic frequencies. Our body knows what to do with it. So your body will respond. It's not, it's not going to be immediate all the time, but once we get into this habit, I think we're all going to find we're going to be feeling a lot better. Right. And, and actually, as a matter of fact, it is pretty immediate. Uh, I think uh, anybody who tries this will find out very quickly the difference that it makes. Um, I was going to mention, uh, getting back to this box breathing technique, that this is a technique that uh, the Navy SEALs do before they go into a, a stressful situation. They'll do a few rounds of this box breathing to, to center themselves and get themselves into this flow state. So uh, you can imagine that if a Navy SEAL can, can use this to help him in some extreme situation, how you can use this in your day-to-day -day life when you're dealing with the ordinary things that we come up against. But if you remember to your breathing and you slow down the breath and you breathe through your, your nose, keep your mouth shut as much as possible, <laughs> you're going to see a huge, huge difference uh, in, in everything. And uh, we can't, I just, I feel evangelical about this, the, this work, the, the breath work, and that um, it's something that has been known for eons. People have known this and have had different techniques of chanting and uh, prayer. Now, when you go to church or your synagogue or wherever you're, you're doing these songs and everything, this is about breathing. Uh, and if you do them right, you get a tremendous benefit from them. So I agree with you. Let's, let's all do a program and, and, and work on this. It's not hard and the benefits are fantastic. So if you want to be happy, happier, healthier, let's, let's get on with this program of box breathing, we'll call it. Okay. We'll get our low blood pressures down, our heart rates down. Uh, we'll have a nice balance between CO2 and oxygen. That's carbon dioxide and oxygen. And I know because I've done it since uh, he explained this, uh, our energy levels are going to go better, will be better. 
Yeah. And I like the fact that I, I have read studies where it improves immune function. And, and I can't yeah. tell you how having a good immune system trumps vaccines, drugs, and everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the other, the other thing I want to just uh, mention, which I, I talked about a little bit before, is this notion of uh, expanding the rib cage. Again, when you do this, you not only take in more air, but you're actually improving rib mobility. And a lot of the problems that people have, postural and uh, with pain and things like this, is because they have stuck ribs. So uh, when you have back pain and things like this, there's a number of things you can do, exercises and stretches. But if you'll breathe into your ribs and really think about those ribs moving, uh, you get a lot of benefit out of that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we give you, we have given you a lot of information today. Okay, so this program, as I say, it's on every almost every uh, platform that you have: Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn Radio, FM Radio, Samsung Podcasts, wherever. The name of the podcast is Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. You know, tell tell your friends, tell them to have a listen. Uh, you that would be a great present that you could give to them, so that they could be healthier, happier, hornier, and higher. <laughs> so, uh, so let, let's let's get the word out. I do have an attitude of gratitude that you do listen. You've been supporting this this program for six years, and we were in the top fifty of podcasts on the internet. We're now listed at number twenty three. So. This show does not take any advertising money or whatever. We do this to bring you information so that you can take control of your health. And if just think if, if uh, we get a shortage of drugs, uh, whatever, you know, you, we have to limit the number of drugs that we're taking. Okay, so, uh, so we have to be able to take care of ourselves. Uh, all the drugs are petroleum products. You know how I feel about them. So let, let's start and let's, uh, let's ask uh, Phil Safer uh, if he wants to come back and when he wants to come back. Whenever you want me to, I'm here for you, doctor. I love your show and it's great to have these discussions and to help people feel better. Can we still talk about um, uh, colloidal silver and uh, sure. uh, okay, good. So you know, let's let's give our this audience the tools for them to take care of themselves, yep. uh, because uh, I I'm just I, I we have we we rank so low in world health and yet we spend the most of any developed nation. Uh, we have more asthma, more allergies, more chronic conditions, and it it just just. I, I can't tell you how upset I get when I hear people say to me, well, I went to my dermatologist, I went to my cardiologist, I went to my, and then no one knows what the other one's doing. They all add a drug. The, the people, I live in a continuing care community and I would say 90% of people take five or more medications. Yeah. When I go for my physical and I do go uh, once a year to make sure my, the, there's, there's, there's blood tests that you can get that you can actually by lifestyle changes affect those blood tests. So I go to get them. And when they say, what are you taking? I say, nothing. They think, well, you're 80, I'm 83. Let's just get it out. Doesn't matter. Uh, you're not taking any medication. Uh, it, it drives them crazy. <laughs> it really does. They can't believe it. Wow. You're lucky. No, I'm not lucky. I work at it. Yeah. 
And uh, something that something that people should be looking at now is the the D dimer test. Oh yes, yeah, I've talked about that early on. The D dimer uh, is is critical. Uh, just especially either if you have had the jab or you've been exposed to a lot of people that have had the jab since it does shed. Uh, that, that's a that's a great recommendation. Yeah, yeah, I, I had a good negative report on mine. The other thing that we'd like to talk about sometime is uh, calcium scores. Pretty interesting what people are finding out about that. Yeah, uh, we, we, we've done that before and we can do it again. To, again, just to let people know that there are ways that they can judge and how to take care of their body. But I also want to remind them that they are not limited by their genes. You're only limited by 8% of them. 92% of your genetic profile can be changed. It's called epigenetics. Yes. So things can get better and there's natural ways of doing it. Yep. There's natural ways of helping brain cells. There's natural ways of helping, uh, you know, arthritis. I mean, it's something that no one hears about MSM. Well, there's, there's other things, but you know, these, there's compounds that can help you. So I think, uh, with, uh, Mr. Safer coming on every couple, every couple of weeks, give me a chance to get ready for him because he has a lot of knowledge. I try and keep up with him. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll bring you, continue to bring you this type of program. So Phil, any last words before we say goodbye and get this posted for the four o'clock hour? Just thank you for having me on and happy new year to everyone. Thank you. And we have Fred Cooper. We'll take us home, ladies and gentlemen. See you next week. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. And it's all about good health. He's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you I'm sure he can tell you just what to do The doctor is in the house the doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house So if you have a pain Call the doctor If you have a strain Call the doctor Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house the doctor is in the house. See you next week.